In the beginning, the Word was with God. That Word became the foundation of all we have, know, and do. That Word, Christ, became our hope for the future and a better life with Him. Join us at RCCG Warm and Glory Tabernacle as we dig our roots into His Word and grow towards His light. Today we'll be continuing what we've been talking about. We have been talking about the growth that God uses. And I was, as I was praying concerning today, I asked God, I said, God, how, where do we go from here? And one of the things he said was, we need to talk about what is needful. We have seen a lot of things we've talked about, the, need, the ingredients that make up the kind of growth that God would use. And as a result, we've seen that among everything that we have seen, that there is that things that are, there's, there's one particular thing that is needful. And when we, you know, talk about wanting to grow, grow in terms of capacity, grow in terms of growth in general, we look at, we determine what is use or needful. For example, if I ask us what is needful for your growth in a particular direction, for example, if I say to make a million dollars, say to become a millionaire, if I ask you what is needful, you will tell me, Somebody says luck. What else is needful? What do you say would be needful? Hard work. Somebody says hard work. So if I say, what is needful to become successful in Canada? You will say, skill, school, education, Opportunity, favor. If I ask you what is necessary, what is needful to build a house, you will say land. In other words, we are saying, look, among all the things, there are these things are needful. Without which, in our minds, we say, without which. It cannot happen. God says that it is not so. Part of what we have been, what we have done throughout all our lives is we have been taught without this, you cannot get that. So you, we say, Without an education, you cannot be successful. But I can show you successful people who don't have education. 
without land, you can't build a church. I can tell you of churches that have that's got churches or got buildings without even having to buy the land. They were gifted the land. They were gifted the church completed. You can say to you can say to me, get a million dollars. Some of them says this. So, so someone said lock. But I, I can tell you that. Yes, some people have gotten it through luck, but there have been people who have been given that kind of amount. If you go to a bank, they are not looking for, do you have, they'll tell you, do you have collateral, right, to support this money we want to give you, right? You say, what? But they want to know what the idea is. They don't want to see they don't want you to. They don't. Want, they want you to prove to them that the idea is so sound enough for you to put something against it that you are committed to that idea. Scripture we just read about we toiling all day and we are toiling all. You know. So so he said he says do not do that because that is what the Gentiles do. Is the way the Gentiles do it to get what they to, to they see that as needful. It is needful for a Gentile to worry about what they will eat, about what they will wear, about the clothes that you know whether they look good, whether they are who is paying rent, who is doing this, who is doing that. That is what the Gentiles do. But what is needful? Our text, let's go to Luke chapter 10, 38 to 42. Chapter 10, I read. It says, now it came to pass. As they went, that they entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And Jesus called Mary, also sat at Jesus' feet and heard the word. Martha was cumbered about serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she would help me. And Jesus answered, Martha, Martha. You are careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful. Mary had chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. So the things that we look at when we see this scripture is this. Jesus Christ came. He sat down. Mary and Martha. Martha said, this is how we do it. It is needful that when somebody comes to your house, we have to do it like this. It is needful that when somebody like in, as a celebrity as such as Jesus comes, if Jesus was to come, we would want to do let us, let us, let us, let us Take care of him. He's hungry. Did, he, did Jesus say he was hungry? Oh, 
to we need to make sure that this is done. We need to make sure this is done. Because in her head, she says, if somebody comes to your house and it was important that you took care of the people that came to your house, but if somebody comes to your house for you to be able to, for them to be pleased, to want to come again, you have to take care of them. Right? As in the, in the, in the, in the wedding, right? Where it was, you know, they gave them wine and then they say, oh, give them the, the, they kept the good wine for, ne- for, for, for later. You know, the first, the, the, the wedding in, um, in Canaan, right? And then Jesus Christ, I'm sorry, they, they said something. He said, you kept the best for last. Do you think that if that person was supposed to do another wedding, another celebration, you think people will come? They will come. You missed that you left on time. If you, if you, had, if you hadn't... <laughs> so we have the preconceived notions that these are the things we need to do for things to work. I must... They say, some of those things are, we must go to people's weddings. Otherwise, when you have your own, you must do this for that to happen. If my, what God has asked that I tell us today is that unless he tells you to do those things, doing those things are not needful. So, my question is, has God told you concerning the growth that, we, that he has for you? Remember we did body, soul, spirit. When we did body, soul, spirit, he has given you all things that pertains to life and godliness. All. Everything. But the challenge is getting it from the spirit to the physical. To the, to the, so, and then we talked about grace. That grace comes so that it empowers us. It enables us. But we also said grace is discovered. Grace is not created. In essence, when you are praying for grace, you are asking God, God, give me grace, right? But if God has not authorized you in that area, there's no amount of prayer that we will pray. It will not happen. So, the question is, how do you know that God has authorized you in a particular area? No. That, because some of us say, hey, God... If it is your will, that's the way we pray it. If it is your will. When we say, God, if it is your will, you know what we are telling him? We are telling him, God, we know you can do it. But we don't know if you want to do it. We together. So, when he has, it says he has given you all things, spirit. You, your mind. Right? You want to connect or connect the things that are in the spirit to the things in the physical. But you are saying, 
God, we know you can do this thing, but we don't know if you want to do it. So we say, God, if it is your will, that God wants you to have something, you will never have it. Plus, faith is what connects the spiritual to the physical. God can, let me, let me rephrase that. Let me not say you will never have it. God can decide to be merciful and dash it to you and bypass your faith. If you want to access it, you must. You must. Believe that he wants it for you. That he wants it for, 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 for you. Even when you get it, you will lose it. It is James. The Bible says in James, I think 1.17, it says every good and perfect gift. Yes, 1.17. It says every good. Please, let's read it. It says here, every good and perfect gift comes from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Until, the way Bishop Oedeko says this, he says, until your faith is absolute. Until you believe that this is what God will have me do. Unless it is absolute, it becomes I can't remember the word he uses. It's either impotent or that it will not, nothing will happen. In other words, he won't say to one, I give, and to the other, I don't give. God says, this is what I have for you. It is a situation where we go, it is yours. What do we have? Or what do we do to access the things that God has freely given to us? The Bible says the, uh, in Proverbs 4.18, that the path of the righteous shine brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. But whose path is it? The path of the congregation. The path of everybody. The righteous. Our path shine brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. No. The question is, your path. What is your path? In, us, in essence, what I'm saying, is, what, 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 what we are saying is this, that look, God will have you do something for your path. What works for you might not work for me. What works for A will not work for B. Your life is not my life. Life is not your life. If I had to do A, B, C for it, for me to get to a destination does not mean that you have to do A, B, C to get to that same destination. It does not follow that you must follow the same, the same path that every other person is following for it to work for you. So the question again is what has God told you is your path? 2 Corinthians 3 2 Corinthians 13. 2 Corinthians 13, 
from 11 to 14. Please, can somebody read it from, I was going to ask, it's from Amplified. Amplified, okay. Second Corinthians 13, 11 to 14. Sorry, please. It says, finally, brethren. In essence, what does it say, finally, brethren? What does it mean? What are you saying? And when you finish, it sounds like, okay, oh, not a go. This is what I'm going to say, finally. Say, do what? What does it say? Okay. Thank you. So, you see, we always say this portion, right? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God. But look at what he says. And the communion. What is, what, what does it, does the translation say something different? Communion. Of the, what does it mean to commune with the Holy Spirit? Fellowship or relationship, talking with the Holy Spirit. So he's saying, he didn't say, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Right? He said, and the communion, the discussion, the, the, the intimacy, the engagement of the Holy Spirit be with you. He says, that is the key to getting what is in your path and what steps to take next. It is not enough to have the Holy Spirit. It is important to have the communion of, with the Holy Spirit. It is not enough to say, oh yes, we are all doing this thing, right? Or we, are, we want to grow. It is not enough to say, oh, we are going to grow. Or we want to expand. Or we want to increase our capacity in, in one direction. It is important for you to know what the Holy Spirit has for you or how does he intend for you to achieve it? So, yes, we are going to grow. Yes, we are going to increase our capacity. Yes, this is what God, you know, but there is the needful. And that needful is specific to you. What do you have to do that is needful? That cannot be taken away from you. Let's open our Bible to 1 Corinthians. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2, from verse 9 to 12. It says, For as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Verse 10. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. God has revealed what? The things. What things? So he, this Holy Spirit knows for you what eye has not seen, what ears have not heard, that which when men will hear it, men will marvel. The Holy Spirit knows what God has for you that will take your life from, that will bring the things that have been blessed to you in the spiritual to the physical. So in other words, 
He's the one that is holding your million dollars. He's the one that is holding the things that you are. He's the, he's the one. He's the one that is holding your next promotion. He's the one that knows the key to your success. To my success. But my path is not your path. Say, oh, in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, love of God, and the sincerity of the Holy Spirit, be with us now forever. But, ask him, if you do not commune with him, you won't get anything. For example, I come to your house, I don't ask you. I just walk into your house. I enter your kitchen. I start opening the cupboards. You just be looking at me. You want to, you know, say, look, <laughs> is he okay? And if you are nice, you say, what are you looking for? No, I know what I'm looking for. You know what I'm looking for? And you start to open. Meanwhile, the thing that you want I, the thing I want, you are holding it in your hand. And you just keep opening. Opening all the doors. I know what I want. When I see it, I will know it. Open, open. And then we, say, we didn't find it. We will now go. It doesn't work. You did not say what... Looking for. Will thou be made up? Better say, what do you want me to do for you? Blind man. What would you like for me to do for you? Um, my problem you should know what I need. You know. The other thing that we do is this. We say, God, concerning this situation, I have been you have, I, I, you have been seeing me suffering this thing for a very long time. Hey, am I lying? Why do we call it communion? Communion is the fact that you are talking, you are listening, or you are not listening. So, okay, talking, talking, you need to listen. What he asks you to do, if he comes to you and he asks you, do this, do this, do this, and you say, I know what I am looking for. 
literally, I need to buy a house. I need, I need a land to build a house. Usually, I need to, to be successful. I must go to school. I must become a doctor, a nurse, a lawyer, or a, what's the, you know. But it might not be for you. the Holy Spirit is temperamental. <laughs> yes. That the Holy Spirit is it can be angered. We know that Ephesians 4.30, we know that the Bible says, and do not grieve, meaning that he can be grieved. Thank you. They lied. Says, why? Why? Why would you lie to the Holy but that is the person that has your million dollars. That has the, the that has that God has given for you to that pertains to life and God anyway. He is the person that holds the that that when you talk to him, he will show you. What navigates to get to where you ought to ought to get to, to to have what you are supposed to have. That is why we took so much time last year to talk about the Holy Spirit. He is important. The Bible says that, you know, well, <laughs> that even that when Jesus Christ was on the cross, right, that, that he was praying. If the Holy Spirit was not involved, it was the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That's the kind of power we are talking about. So, my question to you is, what has the Holy Spirit to do? He's a gentle spirit. I'm not saying that he's, you know, he's, he's that kind of one that, oh, yeah, da, 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 da. He, will, he might leave you for a while. He might, he's like, okay, you don't want me to talk. You know what is going on, Abby? Okay. For example, I know when I was arguing about some, <laughs> I was arguing about some certain things, and in the end, I fell on my face. Now, for some of us that don't know, 
you know, like when I met my wife, she was already engaged with ring on her finger. Yeah, she had a ring on her finger when I first met her. And I asked, I had been praying. I said, God, I need somebody to marry. And then God, when God said she was the one, I said, ah, I'm giving her ultimatum. Answer me by this time. I'm, I'm in a hurry. I'm in a hurry. The Holy Spirit said, no, 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 no. no. That's not how we do it. That's not how. Because, you know, me, I was never, you know, I was never a player that knew how to talk to women and I, I never used to. So he told me, do it, do this, do this, do this. She will upset me as I'm going to her room. You know, the Holy Spirit will say, today, what everybody do? Don't get upset. You go. When I get there, she will rake. She will, and she was putting tests in front of me. About, she will try and, she, she wanted to drive me. She, so she was like, she would do some kinds of things. The Holy Spirit, had, not knowing that the Holy Spirit had told me, before you go, when you get there, you will not get, whatever you do, don't get angry. She will, she did some funny things. Expecting that I would get upset and leave. But that's because it was, in the end, she was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Just let him go. God said, no, wait. No, wait. No, wait. So much so that when we, when, when we started, Holy Spirit said, you know what? Just write a list of things you want to ask her. And I wrote it down in a diary. I just wrote them down. Just say, write questions. I wrote, I wrote them. And then she said, okay, just, you know, do a game with her where you are asking questions. You ask one, you answer. You ask one, you answer. She will ask one, she will, I'll answer. And I did not realize that that was a turning point in our relationship at the time. It wasn't until later she told her, oh, yes, that's something. So it was about after we had gotten married, when she had access to all my things, she now saw the diary that contained all those questions. And then she said, oh, Dean, were you writing? When we were talking, how were you writing all these things? I said, no, it was God that said I should write it down. I wrote it down. So it was pre-written. So I wasn't right, recording what you were saying. I had written it before we started the conversation. It is important that we know how. The Holy Spirit is there for us. To grow is the one that will guide us. He's the one that will help us navigate this thing. I cannot give you a formula that says one plus one equals two. If you are following a formula, Five ways of doing this. Ten steps to... It, it might work, but it might not be the optimum for you. 
If it, it could be something small, something simple. I remember I shared a testimony during the week. But what I didn't tell you was this, that we were, it was not me. Because when the, when the Holy Spirit comes, you will know. It wasn't me. It was my wife. I was, during her, you know what she was sharing? We were talking just now. And, you know, and something happened and something happened. It was, she was the one, she, she woke up. I slept late. She woke up. I was worshiping God and was praising God and this and this and this and this. And this, and then it's, she was, I couldn't sleep. Not because she was making noise. But because the Holy Spirit was there. It was there. I couldn't sleep. I then started, so the, the, things, that, the things I was saying to her when, when she was talking about the ten lepers, about those, uh, the things I was saying to her, I had not read it. She was saying it as, as, as it came, I was telling her, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is. And then she was like, wow. And it helped her. But I, all I knew was that I understood that all I was was a voice to what needed to get to her at the time. Because thereafter she finished and she now went about her busy day. While I was talking to her, that's when God dropped in my mind to call that person that I uh, to send a message to that person, that scripture to that person I thought I talked about during the week. But I I was all I was doing was listening. And as it came to my heart, I spoke. Sometimes it might be that the Holy Spirit will tell us, do this. It may look stupid. It may look not even relevant. But it will help. If you come to me for counsel, I, do, I can't tell you A, 1 plus 1 equals 2. I will say, I will either, let me think about what God's word says. And then the Holy Spirit will bring it to my remembrance. Or I say, let's pray so that God will tell you. So it is important that we develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And how do we develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Number one, atmosphere. Remember I said she was worshipping God. She got up. There was no reason why I should have been awake at that time. Because at that time, I am asleep. But I was awake. And I was tired. And I was just rolling on my bed. I rolling on my bed. I rolling on my bed. And then she just said, are you awake? I said, mm, yes. <laughs> but, and then, and then there were some other things that got, you know. But it was, there were no things I had. And I sat down and said, I want to do topical study. I want to do... It was... As, as she mentioned it, that's how... It was like things opening. In the same way, 
Ideas. That's the way some ideas will come to you. But ideas coming to you does not mean that you already know how to act on them. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. We cannot survive. We cannot grow well without the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, we will be like the Gentiles that worry about our bills. We will worry about our growth. We will worry about our children. We will worry about their future. What works for child A will not work for child B. What works for child B will not work for child C. Remember after we had homogeny, and God, two years later, three years later, God was asking me, won't you start talking to me about your number two? And I was like, oh, really? Are we at that point now? No, seriously. So when we commune with the Holy Spirit, he will tell us what to pray. was year two. It was five years later that we had Ochoko. So we waited five years for him. Waited five years for Ochoko. Then we waited five years for Tekema. Then that's why they, 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 when they now, they are now saying that oh, what will happen five years when Tekema is five? We have another and we said no. I'm a man. Elijah was a man. Adigio is a man. The difference is the Holy Spirit. The communion with the Holy Spirit. Please let us learn to talk to the Holy Spirit. Atmosphere. Create an atmosphere. The atmosphere of strife, anger, it grieves the Holy Spirit. Atmosphere of fighting grieves the Holy Spirit. Atmosphere of hate limits the Holy Spirit. If you cannot hear from God, start by Asking, sit down and wait. If you want to talk to a girl, right, and she's the one attending to, uh, she's attending to everybody. You say, and she's, and she says, I'm busy. I, I, I have three more hours to work. You will sit there. I know what my wife made me do. She will give you information. I will drive two hours to go and see her. Because of the love that I had. Let's start with that. Let's, even if it is five minutes, ten minutes, and say, Holy Spirit, I'm dedicating this time to you. Whatever you want me to do, I am listening. Start with that. Holy Spirit, good morning. Holy Spirit, I am 
I don't like I don't like what this person did. Holy Spirit, I am tired. Holy Spirit, this is frustrating. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. And he speaks to us. Thank you for investing your time in listening. Start a new adventure with us by reaching out on phone at 306-850-4356 through our website at www.rccgwgt.ca or follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Warm and Glory Tabernacle, birth in His glory, creating a place of God's presence and establishing His kingdom on earth.